Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. Okay, here's what I want. Here's what I want you to know. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to be awake, not woke. Say that with me, awake, not woke. One more time and put some stank on it. Just go ahead and uh, exclamation point, awake, not woke. Okay, now like a lot of words in our culture, especially by new, some new pop cultural movements and particularly the LGBTQ uh, activists, so many words have been redefined. I mean, think about it. Woke is one of those words. In the 60s, the word woke had to do with a cultural consciousness, with a mental awareness of, of uh, racial inequality. And somewhere along the way, it has been hijacked and been used to affirm all kinds of gender ideology, microaggressions, um, the t- taking of the unborn lives, and rather than calling it a sanctity of life or that life is sacred, uh, we would say that this is actually just a choice. And so now the term woke is just like a huge umbrella term that covers all kinds of progressive ideologies that really run counter to just about everything that you find in the scriptures. Not everything that is described as woke uh, runs counter to the scriptures, but man, a ton of ideology there is highly problematic for people who are followers of Jesus Christ. Let me just encourage you, don't get swept up in political movements and social movements before we are Democrats or Republicans, before we are rich or poor, before we are white, brown, or black. First, we are followers of Jesus Christ. So be careful. Look, I want you to vote. I want you to vote. Please vote. The body of Christ needs to vote. Please get involved in your community groups. Please do that. But don't get uninvolved in Jesus. Make sure that's your first filter, okay? So... That was a little, a little run at a definition of the, the new definition of woke, but let me give you some examples. First of all, let me just say something you may already notice right now, but Target is woke. I don't know if you noticed. Did you notice? Target is woke. I just want to say to Target, stop targeting our kids. Stop targeting our kids. This is crazy talk. It's crazy that you would have tuck-friendly bathing suits for little boys that... Don't even know what your uh, agenda is about. Stop forcing your agenda on children, on children, on babies. I, I saw an Instagram and a TikTok this week of a mom holding up a little baby in a onesie and on the T-shirt said queer, and she's saying, please be a gay baby. Please be a... And it was so terrible, I didn't even want to show the video. I got some other things to show you, but this one I'm not. Listen, listen. Each person is fearfully and wonderfully made. And listen, every single person has a right to self-determination. You know, we live in America. Let me tell you, it's a wonderful thing to be in a free country. But we have a sacred obligation to raise up children and protect them. Okay? So Target is woke. Um, The L.A. Dodgers. L.A. Dodgers is woke. Um... They just made a deal to bring in the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. 
an insult to Catholics, an insult to Christians. And actually, when you, when you see uh, these images, you see it's, it's a mockery of, of Christianity. I just wonder who's in charge of the marketing departments. That's another story. Uh, drag queen story hour in the Mobile Public Library is woke. Let me tell you, old men wearing dresses, wearing makeup, and chatting up young children with sexualized conversation, that used to be called grooming. Today, it's called drag queen story hour. Let me tell you, this is, this is, this is criminal. It's criminal. Now, I'm going to be saying some things, and some of y'all are going to be like, oh my goodness, can you say that? Listen, one reason why you get nervous about saying it is because a vast majority of the population has kept their mouth shut and said nothing. While a fraction of a percent, and I'm not talking about equality, I'm not talking about honoring people, validating human beings, and that's not what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about going beyond equality and saying we will indoctrinate your kids in school, we will indoctrinate them when they go to the doctor's office, we will indoctrinate them in the library. This is, this is what I'm talking about. So let, let me just get through, through this just for a second here, okay? Let me tell you what else is woke. Using your tax dollars for family-friendly LGBTQ family picnics downtown Mobile. And, and um, let me just say, this, is, this, this image is straight from the Visit Mobile website. Let me just tell you really quickly, there is no such thing as a family-friendly drag queen picnic. It's, it's just, it's an impossibility. It's an impossibility. And, and however, however, people can live how they like, but this is funded by your, for our Mobile County, for our Mobile City people. This is funded with your property tax and your sales tax. Hey, so I just want to say congratulations on funding indoctrination of kids in our community. I just want to say that to you guys. Good job. Good job. Pastor, what are you talking about? We didn't do it. Listen, let me just tell you right now. City of Mobile and Mobile County are in the process of putting together their budgets they fund Visit Mobile. Visit Mobile is our tourism branch. It goes out and gets business, gets people to come. And let me tell you, if you look, you can go to Visit Mobile and you'll find it says, Mobile embraces all love. There are people in Mobile that are LGBTQ activists, but if we are going to embrace all of Mobile, then we ought not to be forcing people to fund ideologies that run counter to this very family-oriented community. I'm just putting that out there. <clears throat> to our county commissioners, to our city council, to our mayor, all of whom I love so much, please address our budget so that our people in churches, in communities, outside of churches all over, are not forced to fund this activism that we would never pay for on our own. Let me tell you what else is woke. Mainline Christian denominations who are ordaining um, openly gay bishops. 
openly gay bishops. Let me introduce you to, um, this, this is a minister, ordained minister in the Methodist church by the name of Isaac Simmons. He regularly preaches in character as Pentecost. This is the United Methodist Church that was founded by John Wesley. The circuit riders, the holy clubs, part of a, a great awakening. This has been transformed. Okay, listen, I don't want to cover you with too much of this because it is hard to uh, just feel. But let it wash over you, not to be mad at people, not to, not to hate anyone, not to be angry at anyone, but so that we know where we are on the map. We can't get to the destination we want to get to if we don't know where we are on the, on the map. Listen, at the end of the day, here's what I want to say. Don't be woke, but be awake. What do you mean awake? Eyes open, paying attention, not asleep, embracing Jesus, repenting, sober, and readying ourselves to stand before Christ so that we can be found worthy, so that we can be found covered by his grace, clothed in his righteousness. So to be awake is this. If you're following along in your notes, it's this. Eyes open to the schemes of the enemy of your soul and choosing the way of Jesus so that you can stand before God made worthy by him. Luke chapter 21, verse 36. The New Living Translation says, keep alert at all times and pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. In the English Standard Version, the Bible says, or Jesus says, but stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Go with me to Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. This is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is near now, nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here, so remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes. Let me tell you, right now, our culture is pushing a salvation that needs no repentance. This is the challenge. This is one of the challenges. This is a, that's a symptom. The challenge as a denial of the authority of Scripture, the inerrancy of Scripture. Let me tell you, this is God's word, and God's word is true. God, God's word is perfect. He's the constant, we're the variable. Let me tell you, God does not answer to us. We don't get to pick and choose from this like it's a buffet. We eat the whole meal. There are pages that I don't like to preach. There are things that I don't want to say. But I know my heavenly Father breathed on these words, and he inspired these words, and if I don't like them, it's not because of deficiency with God, it's because of deficiency with Travis. Listen, if we can pick and choose from the Bible what we believe, it's not the Bible we believe in, but ourselves, and we've demoted God to being uh, subordinate to us, and we are sitting on the throne telling God what he can and cannot do. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here, so remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on charming, shining armor of right living. Pathway Church, listen to me. Stop sinning. 
Turn to your neighbor right now and say, stop it. Stop it. Quit it. Stop it. Stop cheating. Stop stealing. Stop lying. Stop wearing the t-shirt that says, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Stop it. Stop it. Light and dark can't dwell together, right? But listen, when you do sin, when you do sin, let me tell you, you have an advocate with the Father. Jesus is making intercession for you. He's patiently correcting you. He's patiently rebuking you. Listen, our God laid down his life for us. Let's lay down our life for him. And let's trust him. Amen? Amen. Now let me separate these issues just a little bit. And we're going to be talking about today not only the challenge, not only the cultural concerns, but more importantly, salvation. Say that with me. Salvation. Let me tell you, God loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus does not want you to perish. Jesus does not want you to feel the heaviness of the pain of the sin that you are engaged in. That before you were engaged in it, that you were born into. Pastor, these are really bad people. No, we are all bad people. There are not two kinds of people in the world, the good people and the bad people. There's Jesus and everybody else. And if we're good, it's only because we happen to be standing by Jesus, saved by Jesus, not by works, lest we could boast, but by the grace of God. Let me just ask, is there anybody in here today who says, Pastor, very well may be that I may be the worst sinner in this place. You can raise your hand up. Thank, thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that. That also must mean that the grace of God has been poured out on you. How many of you raised your hand for that, but you also say, I love Jesus and God has forgiven me and I'm a new creation. And let me tell you today, for anybody that would walk down the aisle to come and meet Jesus, you are not the first to have done that. How many of you love Jesus and are saved by Jesus today? If that's you, just go ahead and raise your hand. You say, my sins are forgiven. Look at all these people that have recognized who they are and have brought themselves to Jesus and recognize that he is the Lord, the Savior of their life, and that they're forgiven. So salvation. God loves every single person made in his image. He loves us and wants to reconcile us back to him. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All. All. Oh, pastor, the gays are really bad. The straights are really bad. The whites are really bad. The blacks are really bad. The Republicans are really bad. The Democrats are really bad. Everybody is bad. Only Jesus is good. Only Jesus. And so he wants to save us. He's not willing that any of us would perish. Listen to me today. The Lord loves you with a ridiculous kind of love that none of us could ever, none of us could ever imagine. It's not the kind of love that we would engage in. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Second Peter chapter three, verse nine. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he's being patient 
for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. God wants to transform our lives into the image of Christ, the character of Christ. Now, here's the other issue. We need to be made disciples. And on this particular issue, we need to protect our children. It isn't the job of Christians to run around town trying to make a bunch of non-Christians act like Christians. It's not the, it's not the issue. It's not the issue here. Listen, this issue has impacted all of our lives, all of our families, people in our church, people in our community. And this issue, like any other issue that separates us from God, it's something that God can reconcile between us and him. But this is where the church needs to speak outside of issues of salvation, is that there are things that we have engaged in and we have allowed to go on that is detrimental to children. And we have a responsibility to do something. Pastor, I don't know if we do. Listen, the Bible says to him who knows uh, to do right and he does not do it, that's sin. That's sin. You're telling me you can watch someone be, be mugged and you do nothing and that's okay? You can see someone be stolen from and you say nothing? You don't call the police? You don't get engaged? That's okay? You see a child be abused and you say nothing? Listen, that repeatedly in social media this week, I had people say, well, you're worried about drag queens. What about the priests? Listen, priests who abuse children belong in jail. Belong in jail. Like, I'm, it doesn't matter what team they're on. You know, cops that abuse children, they belong in jail. Teachers belong in jail, right? Drag queens that are having sexualized conversations with little children belong in jail. And listen, Mobile and South Haven and Foley need to figure out the laws so that this stuff is not happening in our community. The, the reality is that LGBTQ activists have been lobbying for equality and for recognition for some time. What's different about this year? What is different about this year? This year, they mess with the kids. This year, they mess with the kids. You got the gay baby onesies at Target. You, you got tuck-friendly bathing suits for little boys. You got books that are indoctrinating children in um, sexuality against, against their nature and against, and, and against their maturity. And at that point, there's a line. There's a line. And you can tell it's crossed. It's been crossed because to this point, Target has lost $14 billion since this, first thing, this thing first happened. And let me tell you one thing. I'm real, look, here's one thing I understand. We, we've got Targets in cities where multiple church denominations are at. There, there's, there's Christian leaders all over the place. And, and those bathing suits are still right there in the front of the store. Listen, Mobile, I, I don't know how it is in South Haven, but in Mobile, 
Schillinger Road, I went all over the place. I went all over the place, all gone. It's not in the back, it's gone. And so whoever's at the target, and I know we have people at the church, I just want you to hear, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for responding. And Pathway Church, be involved in your community. Be involved in your politics. Be, be involved in the government. Don't be afraid. To all of our government leaders, we love you and we're praying for you. To our mayor, to our city council, to our commissioners, we love you and we're praying for you that God will give you wisdom to navigate us out of this place that we've allowed ourselves to be. Pastor, don't you know retail is down all over the place? Walmart is only down 1%. Yeah, but Walmart has pride stuff too. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the targeting of children. All right. Bottom line, our kids shouldn't be targeted. And the U.S. Department of Education shouldn't be targeting our kids either. Listen, I just pulled this off of the U.S. Department of Education. Listen, right now, the U.S. Department of Education advocates that if a child comes out to their teacher, the teacher is under no obligation to communicate to the parent, can call them whatever name or whatever pronoun they want. Let me tell you, God gave parents to raise children, not teachers to raise children. Teachers, Teachers teach. Teachers teach. Thank God. We have a ton of teachers at Pathway Church. Man, we love you so much. We honor you so much. But listen, the very first institution ordained by God was the family. It's the job of a father or mother to train up their children. All right, all right. Pastor, what did Jesus say about it? Well, let me tell you one thing Jesus said about this. Luke chapter 17, verse 2. He says, it would be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to fall into sin. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Stay alert, watch out. For your great enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion for, looking for someone to devour. Again, these are separate issues. We can handle two things at once. Listen, I'm afraid that in an effort to evangelize people and to get people comfortable with coming to church, we have pulled things out of the Bible we stopped communicating on. That, that was a mistake. It was a mistake for the church to do this. How is it that there are so many kids in churches around America that are falling prey to all kinds of things. I'll tell you why. It's because pastors stopped believing this word. They stopped honoring the Lord, and they were more afraid of what you thought. Let me tell you right now. I am a part of the I don't give a rip foundation. I don't care. Now, it's not really totally accurate because I do care. I love you. You're my friends. You're my family. And you know what? Sometimes we don't see eye to eye on everything. But when it comes to the Bible and the essentials of faith, we got to see eye to eye. And if we don't see eye to eye, you know, if on, on the essentials of the faith, we cannot disagree with God. Listen, you're not disagreeing with me on biblical Morality, biblical sexuality, it's the word of God. I'm, you might not like what I say. I'm not saying I get everything right because I don't. I'm not infallible. I can think of a lot of things that as they've fallen out of my mouth, I was like, if, come back. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> it's rough, but listen, the word of God, this disagreement will be with God. Let me continue on. And, and let me give you some application because this isn't just a time for us to rant. June, listen, I know we get one day for people who have given up their life for the country. 
And I know we have a whole month for pride. Okay, I know that. That's a little bit of a rant, right? I ranted a little bit last year. I talked to the mayor. I talked to everybody about us painting the war memorial in the progress in the rainbow flag. I, I talked about that. That was a little bit of a rant. That was a rant. And there's a place for that, but let's shift gears because I want to give you some tools because it's not only this issue that you struggle with, it's other ideologies. We all have other ideologies, right? You have, are there things that you like to talk about that's down in you? Let's figure out how we filter them, how we work them out, and how we square them with the scriptures. So I'm going to give you four filters through which, Christian, or th- through which Christians should run their ideologies, okay? Here's the first question. Do they, do they cause you to contradict God's word? Or do they contradict God's word? Because if they do, it doesn't matter who you got it from. If you got it from a pastor, if you got it from a parent, if you got it from a politician, if you got it from a book, from a Netflix, from a YouTube, from a TikTok, wherever you got it from, if it contradicts God's word, it doesn't matter how many likes it has. It doesn't matter how viral it's gone. So... On transgenderism, on transgenderism, Let, let's just look at this, okay? Transgender, transgenderism, Ten Commandments. Okay, there's the obvious, thou shalt have no other gods before me. If we think we know better than God, then we have assumed the position of God, and God is subordinate to us. We violated that commandment. Here's another one, thou shalt not envy, thou shalt not covet. Yeah, but I, I, like, I like the opposite sex anatomy for myself. I don't have them, but that's what I want. I envy that, I covet, I covet that. I want that sex. That's a violation of that commandment. Does this ideology contradict God's words. Now, I haven't even gotten into Jesus' words. I haven't gotten into Old Testament. I haven't told, listen, sexual immorality will not be in heaven. Adulterers will not be in heaven. Fornicators will not be in heaven. Thieves will not be in heaven. Church gossips will not be in heaven. There is not a get out of jail free card on any one of these sins that God has called us, has told us not to commit. So this is a question. Do they cause you to contradict God's word? Secondly, are they secondary to God's word? And this, this is, there are all kinds of ideologies that we can have and disagree over. Monetary policy, uh, how big our military should be, um, whether you're a Crimson Tide fan or a Tennessee volunteer, I don't know. That one's really close. That one's really close. Wherever Kenneth is, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, right? We, we got some Tennessee ball. Definitely, definitely Ohio State Buc- Buckeyes may not inherit the kingdom of God. That's possible. <laughs> Listen, you can root for whatever ball team you want. There's all kinds of favorites and affinities that you can have. They don't uh, contradict the scriptures. Enjoy, go, and be who you want to be. But if your affinity is not secondary to God's clear word, then you're contradicting God's word. It's a question you need to ask. Thirdly, do they violate another person? Does does your affinity, does does your ideology violate another person? Pastor, I am for women 
well, I'm for women too. I'm for, yeah, but I'm for choice. Well, I'm for choice too. The choice of the woman carrying the baby and the choice of the woman inside the woman carrying the baby. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, our ideology that says we can terminate a pregnancy violates the independent, innocent, unborn baby who is also created in the image of God. Okay. Fourth. Are they effective ideologies? Do they help or hinder you in fulfilling God's call on your life? Just get good at what you do. That's what this is. And, and so this is where Scripture talks to things more than just sin, right? Laying aside every weight that so, does so easily beset us. You know, there are all kinds of things that I have going on in my life that I have had going on in my life that were not sin, that I have shed off, that I have dropped baggage, I have left. You know, I have friends that I have left behind. Oh, pastor, I don't know about that. Listen, listen, listen. I want to go somewhere. I want to go somewhere. I want you to go somewhere too. But if you're not going, I'm still going. I'm still going. Listen to me, Pathway Church. I want to go to heaven. I want to see Jesus. Mobile, I want to see Jesus. South Haven, I want to see Jesus. Foley, I want to see Jesus. But if Foley, South Haven, and, and Mobile don't want to see Jesus, Travis Johnson, I want to go see Jesus. I want to go see him. And the, the LGBT activist ideology, ideology is a, it's a failed ideology. In fact, it doesn't build things. It doesn't build things. So far, it's hijacked things. I'm not saying that it won't at some point. And I'm not saying that people who are LGBTQ can't build things or don't build things. Some of the greatest minds you'll ever meet, some of the most amazing people that you'll ever meet doing really good, wonderful things all over, but the ideology doesn't build things. I mean, think about it at this point. The LGBTQ activist ideology has hijacked Christianity and Judaism. It has hijacked civil rights. I'm talking about legitimate civil rights where, you know, you, listen, we have brothers and sisters that are here today that at one point were not even considered a whole person and could not vote and could not own land. That's messed up. That's messed up. And then God raised up people who changed that and spoke. And you know what? Those people were black and those people were white and they were men and they were women. Thank God for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Thank God for William Wilberforce. You know, thank God for Harriet Tubman. Thank God for people you don't even know their name that they did things that will never be recorded in a book, right? And then that credibility from that great work that had been crushing people, enslaving people because of the color of their skin, that credibility was hijacked by another activism and then uh, used up, taken, appropriated. Now, let me just even ask you here too. I mean, I may get in trouble, but I'm just gonna talk really clean and. Thank you, Moses. <laughs> what would happen if I came in here and preached in blackface? I don't even know how I feel about you saying that right now, Pastor. Yeah, but how come it's okay for a man to be in woman face? You can talk about cultural appropriation, and let's talk about cultural appropriation. 
I mean, on the can of Bud Light, we got a grown man identifying not only as a woman, but as a 12-year-old girl. Come on, man, who is coming up with these ideas? Ooh, okay. Um, hijack someone else's identity. Hijack someone else's athletic record or their medal or their athletic scholarship. I mean, what about the girl who was deposed from being able to run in the NCAA championship? Or Leah Thomas. Who did Leah Thomas bump out of NCAA swimming? And then he, six foot four, walking into the shower before and after with women. Oh, I'm, I'm pro- we're the feminists. That's what I want to know. We're the feminists. We're the feminists right now. Okay. Hijack someone else's business. The activists didn't start Target, they hijacked Target. And why don't I don't wish Bud Light any goodwill because God knows how many people have died of drunkenness, died broke, drunk drivers, etc. But that ideology didn't build that business. Nor did it build United Methodist Church. Check this out. There's a picture of United Methodist Church right here. Amazing churches. Wesleyan churches. Preaching the gospel. You know, I go to... Uh, I'm going to try and wrap this thing up, okay? The greatest repudiation of the transgender ideology has not happened at Target, has not happened in Bud Light, but in our day it's happened in the United Methodist Church. Did you know that in May alone, 900 United Methodist churches disaffiliated themselves with the United Methodist Church? Because the United Methodist Church insisted on ordaining uh, gay bishops in direct violation to the scriptures. And and so I I want you to think about this, like run a little bit deeper than just you getting triggered because it's something on TV or, you know, just something in you. You know, you know it's wrong, but you don't know why it's wrong. Think about this. Scripture is clear about sexual immorality. It's clear, but we're going we're gonna to ordain this ideology. Let me tell you, every single person in Mobile, South Haven, Foley, has a seat in this house and will be loved and will be welcomed. Now, and I will not discriminate against them if they don't discriminate against me because I identify as a Christian preacher and I'm supposed to do this, right? You identify as lesbian or gay, bi- bisexual, trans, queer. I'm not mad at you. Don't be mad at me for doing what I identify with. Um, but listen, listen to what the Methodist church has done um, because this is a known sin. Scripture is God breathes, it's authoritative. United Methodist Church, or, you know, a number of mainline churches right now. We are an LGBTQ-affirming church. Okay, great. I'm an I'm a insider-trading-affirming church. You know what I'm saying? I'm a gossiping-affirming church. You see, I mean, these are all known sins. Would it not be crazy if we said, we are a murderer-child-rapist-affirming church? No. Listen to me, people, the gospel of Jesus. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. 
we're all sinners. We don't, we don't affirm, we don't affirm violations of the Ten Commandments. We repent of them, and Jesus affirms our repentance, and he makes us whole and makes us right with him. Okay, 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 okay. All right. 3,500 United Methodist churches have now disaffiliated. And I, I could get into this some other time. I read about that a lot. It's, it's impacting the church, you know. But um, let me run through something else really quick here, okay? There's a, a fake brand of progressive Christianity that it gives you Jesus, affirms your sin of choice, and does not call you to repentance. It gives you a sense of false safety. Like, you're okay, but no one is okay. No, not one. And so here's what Scripture has called me to do. This is my job description. If I stop doing this, it would be really hard to fire me, but stop giving in the offering. Run away from this church. Go find a gospel-faithful church. In fact, I pray right now for every single church that has been built by gospel-faithful people that has been hijacked by all kinds of movements. I pray that God will help them get their churches back. And if they can't get it back, I pray they implode. And and then all the gospel-faithful churches are being built up and reaching the community. That's, That's my prayer. Here's the job description. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct. Rebuke and encourage patiently. Patiently. Pastor, you got to talk to them. Did you see that couple in here? They were holding hands. Man, chill out a little bit. How can people come to know Jesus if we don't love people and let them come to Jesus? But listen to what you're talking about today, Pastor. That's hate. It's not hate. It's love. I don't like it when my dad was diagnosed with cancer, but I liked it when he was diagnosed so that he could get treatment. Right? I, I didn't like what the tax man told me and what I needed to pay, but I'm glad I knew so I didn't go to jail encourage people with good teaching not just encourage people encourage people with good teaching for a time is coming when people for in 2023 it might as well say in 2023 when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear you want to rich people church because you can find them you want a gay church? You can find them. Not a lot of people there because you, you pull the gospel out, churches die. Let me tell you, people that don't listen to God on sexuality, they're not going to listen to God on tithing. And the church needs a tithe to turn on the lights and to reach people. I'm just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. Tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you, but you, O Pathway Church, But you campus pastors, Freddie and Donald, Adam and Andrew, you student ministry pastors, you worship ministers, Philip, you better bring the word of God. I'll whoop you, me and like five other guys. (laughs) You should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. People are telling me, Pastor, I'm praying for you this week. It's a hard message. Let me tell you, every single Sunday is a hard message because somebody's battling something. All the time I have people say, Pastor, did you know there's some people here that were shacked up and you were talking about, uh, 
Thank God for people shacked up wanting to come to Pathway Church. I'm so happy for that. I'm so happy for that. Pastor, did you know, did you know that that guy, that guy is a thief? Did you, did you, know, did you know that that guy, he's violent? Man, the, the well don't need a physician. They don't need a physician. Hey, to all of the dirtbags, scumbags, cheaters, liars, manipulators, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Because all of us, this is who we were. This is who some of us are. This is who we're all still warring against. The, f- the spirit is willing. My flesh is weak. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering. For the Lord, work at telling others the good news. Work at it, get better. Pastor, you, you, you said something in the message last week. I didn't, I didn't like it. Look, let me keep, I'm still working at it, all right? I'm still working at it. I'm working on it. You're working on it, right? Turn to your neighbor right now and say, be patient. Keep working on it. Keep growing. I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. Yeah, but there ought to be some work in that progress. Ought to be some progress in that work. Um, and then fully carry on the ministry God has given you. Let me close with this. And this is what I want to drive into your hearts because I pray that some of you came in here going, I know I'm going to disagree with pastor today. You disagree with me all you want. You will not be able to permanently disagree with this word, right? Let me just just mess with you on this and then we're going to turn our hearts to the Lord. We're going to pray, okay? Have you noticed, have you noticed that what the Bible calls good, the culture calls evil? Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that what the Bible calls sacred, the culture calls a choice? Have you noticed that what the Bible says is to be saved for marriage, the culture says should be taught in the first grade? Have you noticed that what the Bible says is fearfully and wonderfully made, the culture says as an unwanted pregnancy? Everybody's getting all quiet on me. Listen, have you noticed, have you noticed that what the Bible says is between a man and a woman, the culture says between a man and a man or a woman and a woman? Have you noticed that what we used to call grooming, we now call drag queen story hour? Have you noticed that what the Bible says needs deliverance, the culture says needs affirmation? Have you noticed that what the Bible says needs repentance, the culture says needs acceptance? Have you noticed that what the Bible says is a symbol of promise, the culture says is a symbol of sexual immorality? Have you noticed, have you noticed that when the Bible says God has chosen your identity, The culture says, choose whatever identity you want. Have you noticed that when the Bible says, be transformed into the character of Christ, the culture says, be transformed into another sex. Have you noticed that when the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, the culture says, transform your child with chemicals and medical procedures. Have you noticed that when the Bible says, God is love, the culture says, love is love. Listen, ultimately what we have is a cosmic battle between the enemy of our souls and the savior of our lives. <laughs> and let me tell you, that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I don't want you to wait one more second. Don't wait one more second. Give your life to Jesus. Yeah. But pastor, I love him. I love that man. I'm not saying you don't love him. I'm saying love Jesus more. Love him enough that you're willing to leave your propensities. You're willing to, but pastor, I was born this way. I don't care if you were born that way 
or if you were made that way. Listen, here's what I know about me. I was born in sin, but Jesus came to reconcile me back to him. You know, you can't, love is love. Is love. love is love. No, God is love. You can't define a word with the same word. It doesn't even make sense. Love is defined by a God who stepped out of heaven, off his throne, divested himself of his privilege, maintained his authority and his responsibility, and he laid down his life for you and me. This culture says that love is self-love, but the gospel says that love is selfless love, sacrificial love. Greater love hath no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Jesus is king, Jesus is God, but he also calls us friend. He stands at the door and knocks. And anyone that will hear that knock will listen to his voice, will open the door, let him in. He will come in and eat with you. He will sup with you. He will serve with you. He will be enthroned with you. You will be enthroned with him. He will make you right with him. Amen, amen, amen. Somebody give God a hand clap. Let's bless him today. Lord, you know your people. You have called them by your name. They are fearfully and wonderfully made. Their days are numbered. And you have even numbered the hair on their head. You know everything about them. You know us more than even we know ourselves. God, I pray that you would deliver us from evil. Lord, that you would prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Lord, we pray that you would pluck us out of the group of enemies of your kingdom and you would make us friend. Lord, we pray today for every single person in our community, I pray that you feel the love of God. And Lord, even in this truth today, I pray that you would feel the love of God. Lord, we're not in the love camp. We're not in the truth camp. We're in the Jesus camp, truth and love. Lord, I pray that we would receive this today. Lord, I pray that none of us would feel better than anyone else. Father, I pray that we would recognize who you are and what you've done, and I pray you transform our lives today. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us give. We'll see you next week.